Hey there, it's Cheryl Klein here. I am with the amazing Christy Wallace of the Elevate Network. Christy, thank you so much for joining today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Cheryl. I'm honored to be here. This, I, I, you know, I've written down a couple of the amazing milestones, and I'm going to have you talk about each one of those. But wow, congratulations on your 200th podcast. As I've been doing these, I know that we're at 40. 200 seems like a long way down the road. So congratulations on that consistency and impact. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about the podcast and you know why you started, who it's serving, and kind of some of the responses you're getting? Yeah, so we started it, I mean, 200 weeks ago, uh, just, you know, feedback from our community and, and my own life and the lives of people we work alongside, which is, you know, you oftentimes feel like you're the only one struggling or you feel you might be the only one who failed, or you may have a dream of starting your own business or getting to the C-suite, but you don't have that role model to learn from and follow. Uh, you might have struggle with time management or how to, you know, balance it all. And there's so many times in our life where just hearing from others and gaining inspiration from others is not only inspiring and informative, but it's comforting uh, to know that someone else has had that experience or walked in those shoes. So we realized we have such a depth of knowledge, experience, diversity of thought and background in the Elevate community. And we really wanted to, to pull that out and, and get it out there. So we started the Elevate podcast, Conversations with Women Changing the Face of Business. And uh, it's, it comes out every week. Uh, you can find it through the Morning Boost, which is Elevate's daily newsletter. You can also find it on Stitcher and iTunes and iHeartRadio and Spotify and all the, the normal places. But uh, it covers the gamut of everything you need to know about being a woman or an ally in business. And um, it's been an inspiring journey for me. Every single conversation, I'm blown away. Uh, I learned so much and I've grown personally and professionally just through the power of those connections with other people and the stories that they share. Yeah, so that is that is really incredible. And again, congratulations on your consistency. And it's amazing that there is something these days when you can be at the gym or on your drive to work or you know, what have you, and just, just get kind of also a boost of hope and some tools. So that's incredible. And I'd say so my dad listens to it. He'll always send me a text and say, I was just listening to the podcast. This is really interesting. Or I'll be at a conference or an event and in a conversation with someone and all of a sudden I hear someone behind me go, oh my gosh, you're Christy. I hear, I hear you every day going to work or at the gym. Um, someone told me that she's making dinner for her kids at night. She puts it on in the kitchen. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, it's a great way to just get that, that, you know, boost of confidence or inspiration that I think we all need so often. Yes, definitely. Definitely. For sure. Um, I found that too, with my book, people tell me the interesting places they have my book. Some of them are good. Some of them not so good. Um, but I think podcasts are really great and convenient, so it sounds incredibly helpful. Now, as if being CEO of Elevate isn't a big enough endeavor, um, you're also an innovator uh, and a very big influencer in the space for um, diversity and an advocate there. So can you share a little bit about 
um, about that, why you're passionate about it, and what kind of spurred you into action and into doing all these amazing things. Yeah, uh, so it started a number of years ago. I was working at a company, uh, it was called Vault.com, and it was a career media company. Many of you might know the Vault Guides, the top law firms, the top investment banks. And we were doing a career fair, it was a diversity career fair, and this is back in probably 2005, 2006. And um, it was a diversity career fair focused on the legal industry. And there was such a pipeline issue, uh, lack of diversity within the legal industry, and, and there still is today. And so we really wanted to disrupt that. And so we brought together thousands of law students and candidates to connect with law firms. And at the end of the event, I was so excited and someone, you know, went up to someone who had this whole stack of paper resumes, because that's still what we had at the time. And I was like, this is great. You know, I'm so honored that we're making magic happen and we're creating change. And this person said, yeah, well, but we only hire, you know, students from these top schools and that graduate in this top percent of their class. And so even though we have all these great candidates, it's really only one or two that fit those metrics. And I was blown away. And just like that, we need to change this. Nothing will ever change if we don't change the underlying structures and systems that keep uh, diversity from happening. We have a world and and business uh, structures that are built built during a time when there was such lack of diversity. And those are areas that just haven't innovated and haven't grown over time. So I joined Elevate Network about six years ago and Elevate is a community committed to helping women succeed at, in the workplace and beyond. One way in which we accomplish that is working with corporate partners. We need to work with companies to understand what are the barriers and roadblocks that are existing within their organizations and how can we be a partner in changing that? And also how do we help women get ahead, um, connect to that inspiration, that oper those opportunities. And over time, um, as I've been at Elevate, a lot has changed. Uh, my own personal thinking um, of the evolution of thought within our society. You know, the biggest thing um, that I've realized and it's really important and I wanna call it out is that as we talk about equality in the workplace and in the world, we like to put things in these big buckets and say, okay, gender equality, let's support all women. And the reality is that uh, we don't have equal access to opportunity uh, within this group, within this bucket, depending on your, your race, your identity, um, you are oftentimes facing barriers that others aren't. And so something that is critically important to me and to the whole Elevate community is being active participants, not just in our own success, but in the success of others and removing those barriers and roadblocks and supporting uh, everyone in, in our community and beyond in getting equal access to those opportunities. Um, we need to kind of really push ourselves to do more and to not just think in terms of our identity, but to take the time uh, to understand the identities and experience of others and to use our privilege to create greater change. Mm -hmm. So from that moment of that career fair many, many years ago to today, um, I'm happy that the conversation is changing, but we still have so much work to do. And that's a critical part of what we do here at Elevate is breaking down those barriers, changing the world of business and creating real community that doesn't exist in a vacuum. 
Yeah, and I want to really honor you for bringing that up because my eyes were wide open a couple months ago now. I interviewed Kelly McElhaney of the UC Berkeley Haas School of Business. Mm -hmm. He is the founder of the Center for um, Equality, Gender, um, Equity, and Leadership. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what she's talking about. So not only is she talking about it, but she's a researcher and she, she goes, she researches and speaks all over the world. And she was speaking exactly to your point. And it was, it's not gender equality. All It's not just a matter of women and men. It's looking at women and the, how it's just not equal within our female or people who identify as female, it's not only that bucket. There are many, many other sub buckets, so to speak. And so it's, it's real. Um, it's proven because she sees it. And this is her area of expertise and research. And I, and it's not always a comfortable thing to talk about. So I want to really honor you for putting it out there and um, having the courage and the confidence to talk about it because as we learned when um you know we were at the same uh world changing women's summit it can be a pretty heated topic mm -hmm. and i think we need to have the courage to talk about it so we can find some real solutions so thank you for taking that um head on of course and and i would just say as a follow-up to that as well because uh, we're talking about the podcast i mean we're intentional about everything we do um you look at the voices we're amplifying through the podcast or through everything at Elevate, uh, it's important to us that it's not just one story. It's just not, it's not just one narrative or one experience. And I think each and every one of us has the opportunity to do that. Uh, we're on social platforms now. If you are sharing content, if you're tagging someone, make sure that you are, are supporting and you're calling out in, in positive ways um, all the people in your community, and particularly those that are oftentimes um, marginalized or not given that um, platform. And so each and every one of us can do something, um, many things. Uh, we also had through Elevate a um, inclusive manager series that we did over the past year. And really, when you look at the nature of work, workplace and the workforce, and this is part of what I talked about earlier about how we're, we're changing the culture of business, is that that first time manager uh, is faced with such overwhelm. They're still trying to run a, run a business, it's a learning curve. They're oftentimes managing their peers or people they've known before. Uh, they're struggling to get by and to know how to do it well. And that's when we're kind of at our weakest when it comes to our biases. You might judge someone who leaves early to go home uh, to take care of kids or not even early at a decent time. You might judge someone who communicates differently than we do. And that's how you start to see people being held back in the workplace. So through our inclusive manager series, we really focused on um, providing a platform for these conversations to happen, to talk about different identities in the workplace and to talk about different ways that managers um, can be better allies, better sponsors and better supporters of all people. And uh, by doing so, starting to remove that first barrier that starts to uh, lead to inequalities in the workplace and beyond. Yeah, it's so important um, in all the different levels, too, because it seems like I've seen some things maybe for millennials and, of course, you know, getting more women in the top 1% mm -hmm. of their organization. But a lot of times we also don't want to forget about the managers because they're, you know, they're on their way and we don't want to have someone 
you know, step out of line, so to speak, because they didn't, um, this wasn't addressed. Yeah. And so thanks for bringing that up. And so, you know, rolling the clock back a little bit, you shared a little bit about your story, maybe, um, you know, 10 or 12 years ago, but as a young person, let's say between the age of nine and 12 or so, is there anything that inspired you? It seems like your dad's a big fan now. Was he an influence in your life, a big fan back then? Was there anything that happened that you think kind of nudged you in this direction? Oh boy. Um, yeah, I mean, of course. So I, when I was nine to 12, I, um, well, I have a twin sister, Katie. She's amazing. And so yeah. I was growing up with, with my best friend right there with me, although we're very different. I had another younger sister who's three years younger and a brother who's uh, another three years after that. So I grew up in a family. Uh, we traveled a lot. Um, not, you know, I didn't get on my first flight until I was, I think, 17 or 18, but we had this van and we would all pile into the van and take weekend road trips to cities close to us, Philly or Boston or New York, and just getting out of the small town that I grew up in and seeing different cities and museums and cultures um, was was inspiring to me. It showed me that there were things outside of, of where we lived and, and existed. Uh, I was also an avid Girl Scout, and it's something I'm still incredibly passionate about today, and I do a lot with the Girl Scouts of New York City, which is serving over 34,000 girls in New York City, and more than half live under the poverty line. And so just thinking about the impact we have through our uh, Leadership Development Institute, where we're teaching girls to code, to grow businesses that have a positive social impact. Uh, to support one another in um, pitching their ideas and in building companies. It's inspiring to see how the Girl Scouts has evolved. But back when I was you know, a nine-year-old and I'm learning how to sew or I'm learning how to write a book or how to uh, support and volunteer in my community, those were all foundational values and traits that I hold on to today. And I think at the core of that, it's that aspect of community, aspect of being around others with a shared um, value system, shared goals, feeling supported, feeling like you have goals to attain and to, to go after together, uh, the ongoing cadence of getting together every single week. All of that is still true today. When I think about how I am as a professional woman and it's about you know setting goals and accomplishing those goals and knowing you don't have to go it alone and you have that community and building in that cadence for community building and networking uh, so i would say that those early days of being a girl scout certainly had a huge impact and exploring the world and moving outside of your your comfort zone is a key way to look at everything that you do through fresh eyes yeah, that is for sure. And it's really been proven, too, that we don't exist outside that comfort zone without getting kind of a consistent nudge. So I'm sure there were many things that you did in Girl Scouts that maybe you didn't want to do or you didn't like. But then in hindsight, they were probably really impactful. And, and so I went camping a lot. There was a lot of bugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bugs. Okay, that's that's good. Um, now, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you a question that uh, maybe it's a little bit uncomfortable, but we want to make sure that, you know, you're a real person 
meaning that you were not born into this world as the CEO of Elevate and, you know, spearheading all of these amazing initiatives as an advocate, as an investor, as an influencer. Um, you know, are there any mistakes or struggles that you made along the way that you don't mind sharing? Some things that really kind of knocked you on your proverbial behind. I mean, there were so many. There's so many. Still, every day, I mean, do you want to know what happened today? No. Um, I would say, you know, two things stick out to me, and, and I'll, I guess I'll mention them at the top of mind because of some of our earlier conversations today. You know, one was uh, the first time I was a manager, and I was in um, maybe my mid-20s. Uh, my, my career was everything to me. I worked really hard at it, and suddenly I was managing peers that I'd worked alongside of for a long time. It was a sales role that, you know, I wasn't fully comfortable with sales in many ways. Um, I'm much more of a relationship person versus the dial for dollars type person. And so I was forging my path and my identity, both as a professional, both as someone who was in this field that, you know, I was trying to make it authentic to me and as a new manager. Um, and I was struggling, you know, I felt a lot of anxiety. I felt like I wasn't up to par, um, a lack of confidence. And ultimately, you know, was, was very successful in that role. Um, was head of all of our revenue operations when we sold the company. Uh, and I was then asked with growing the business globally. And I, I do, I want to credit that initial anxiety and that doubt with um, being a key time for me to kind of show that vulnerability with my team or with my friends and my peers. And I got such support and confidence from those connections uh, that it helped me navigate that time and it continues to help me navigate that time and being the leader of a company is still not a uh, a perfect science i mean we're making decisions and the wrong decisions all the time and struggling with situations and i continue to lean on my peers and my network to support me during that time um the other story that i'll tell is the first time i had to pitch for money mm -hmm. and um I, I tell this story because i it's all I wanted to do. And I remember saying to the founder of the company and I was on the founding team, like, I really want to pitch. I, I want to, you know, I'm working on the deck and I'm working on the model and I want to be out there um, pitching investors. So there's a, a pitch competition. They tend to happen a lot in New York City and others, other places where, you know, a bunch of companies go, it's kind of Shark Tank style and you pitch to potential investors, VCs, they give you a lot of feedback and, there, you know, some money awarded. And I wanted it so bad to be up on stage and, and I got the opportunity and I bombed it, bombed it. I was so nervous. I was sweating. I was like stumbling over what the pitch was. I couldn't remember the numbers. I just, it was, it was terrible. And I, um, you know, it really shook me because it was something that I really wanted. And what I realized there is that we're never perfect the first time. We're never perfect any time, right? I mean, it's about how you build up the skills for yourself to kind of block and tackle when you need to, um, figuring out how to tell the story or figuring out um, what your voice is and holding true to that and, and being authentic in that. Um, and then learning some of the mechanisms to calm down if you're nervous. Uh, but practice makes perfect. And the more that you do anything, the better you'll become. 
So don't let that first time when you fall on your face or when you think you messed up hold you back from future times. Keep going and knowing that with every time you challenge yourself, you push yourself, you will overcome that obstacle in greater and greater ways. And then it's on to the next challenge, but you can absolutely do it. Now that is golden advice right there. Um, and it just re reminds me of a story because as you know, in, in my coaching, I've worked with you know Olympians for a long time until a friend of mine asked uh, if I would um, be on a panel with uh, Autodesk and Google Ventures for 50 of the most promising women in technology. And I said, absolutely not. You know, these women were so successful and who was I to be on the panel and you know the imposter syndrome but I think unfortunately women suffer from more than men that's not a scientific statement um but then you know I did it and it was it was great thankfully I know how to be mentally tough but you know what happened I had to drink my own kool-aid but what happened was I ended up working with some of these women and preparing them to pitch and present to these VCs and teaching them how to have the mindset, the confidence, the influence to speak up, be heard, and really unlock what honestly is already there. Yep. Um, and just to be highly emotionally agile so they can allow what's already there to come out. And that's just to what really lights me up because if we can just shorten that learning curve and really give the tools because speak, you know, just to reinforce what you said, all these things, they just take practice and their learned skills. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I don't know who the quote is from, but you know, the only way that you're going to fail is if you quit. And so it's just the people that are consistent that get up and keep going really stand out. So yep. for sharing that story and that little piece of vulnerability, I appreciate that. Um, and then also, what is a mindset that you think is really important, a mindset tool? So just talking about that a little bit, when I asked you that question, I'm like, well, is it, you know, to build confidence? Is it to be at peace with fear or doubt? Uh, is it, um, what do you think is most important? And also as the CEO of Elevate, what do you really see that's maybe missing that is maybe um, denying access to some of these women for some of the things that they so desperately want and deserve? Uh, so in terms of mindset, uh, two big things. One is I meditate a lot. I, I find it to be helpful in just grounding myself, um, you know, at the start of the day when there's so much going on, helping to transition between work and then going home. Um, calming the nerves before I go on stage or before a big event or meeting. So just even if it's just mindful breathing and, you know, intent, um, it, I found it to just be really helpful for me. Um, I'm not always a great sleeper, so it helps when I have insomnia. But building up that practice for how you can really center your body um, is important. Mm -hmm. I also um, try a lot to be positive. Um, it's so easy to kind of focus on the, well, I didn't do this right, or I screwed that up. Um, and that can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think mindset, it matters a lot. And I just try to be as positive as I can, um, to understand nothing's perfect, to give myself some slack for our own harshest critics. 
but believe in, in yourself. And, you know, as we talk about how we can remove some of those barriers for women in the workplace, a lot of it is believing in each other, uh, listen to each other, listen with the intent to listen and not the intent to respond. So that means just fully immerse yourself in someone's story and what they have to tell. And, um, and then ask, how do I support you? What can I do? Because we, we kind of go through life oftentimes knowing what we need from other people, but the power of turning that around and saying, well, here's what I can do for you and how I can support others and, and being intentional about that goes so far. And it's really important that we understand we're a community. Uh, we're a community of people trying to get ahead in life to feed our families, to find success, fulfillment, to be inspired, to feel like you're part of something bigger than yourself. And the more that we open the doors to others, we welcome them into that community, we support them in achieving their dreams, the stronger and better this world will be. And I have a lot of faith in humans and I know that we can um, do better and do better every day. Yeah, and um, that is that is so true. I love that often. So what I'm hearing is practice positivity. Um, you know, it's a muscle that needs to be flexed for sure. And then also if we were to take that sentiment one step further and of course asking what do you need help with, but if someone's talking about a struggle, maybe even to be specific with something you can offer up, even, I mean, what do you think about saying, uh, you know, you have a big meeting, you know, do you want me to come in a little early so you can pitch to me first? Yeah. Or just even offering up something specific, because sometimes it might even be something helpful that someone didn't think about. And then all of a sudden it's customized. It's almost like getting a gift, honestly. Yeah. I, that's, I love that. That's perfect. You know, because so often someone's like, well, what do you need? How can I help? And we almost, I don't know. <laughs> by that. It's like, I, I don't know. But if it's, well, what's on your mind right now? What's weighing on you? Like what's keeping you up at night? Uh, those are the things that then you really understand what someone's challenge is and you can offer up ideas and solutions that they don't even know to ask for um, or they may not feel comfortable asking for. But I love that, that recommendation. I mean, let's role play your presentation, this tough conversation you're having. Um, there's so many ways that just by being a, a friend, a colleague, a peer, uh, a mentor, a sponsor, just an advocate for someone else that we can help uh, overcome some of those things that hold us back. Yeah, and, and also I've seen the power of this too from subordinates up to the leaders and the other way around. So I really want to put out there and encourage people that may be less experienced if they're talking with a senior leader and maybe they have to have some tough conversations, say, hey, do you want to practice? Yeah. Or can I help you with that? Um, and then also, you know, have the, the courage to ask for help, you know, when, when needed. And, you know, of course, for the senior leaders to ask, you know, just get specific about it can be really powerful. Absolutely. And then, so as we wind up our conversation, is there a message that, I mean, you've already given us some really gold nuggets of information and messages already, but is there something that you want to leave everyone with? Yeah, just take action every day. Uh, so in June, June 26th in New York City, we'll have the Elevate Mobilize Women Summit. And 
we created the event four years ago uh, to amplify and mobilize the power of women and allies to create change in this world. Uh, we know when we work together that big transformational change will happen. And we use it as a platform to really address all the ways that we can affect the issues that impact our lives, our communities, our workplaces, and our world. So how to be a better, stronger leader who um, is creating big change. We had Ajay Banga from MasterCard talking about uh, the things that he was doing around LGBTQ rights to help um, bring financial security to those in the community. Uh, we talk about how Patagonia is looking at the impact of their business on their supply chain and how they're looking to counteract that impact. We had Valerie Jarrett, who uh, was a senior advisor to President Obama, talking about getting involved in political advocacy and running for office. We had individuals uh, from you know, domestic violence to Black Lives Matters talking about what are the ways in which they stood up and used their voice around the issues that impacted themselves in their community. And so what we look to do at this event is across the spectrum of society, what are the most pressing, is, pressing issues and how can we all come together to amplify our collective power to create change around that? So if you want to think that 364 days a year, Elevate is here to ensure that women continue moving forward in the workplace and the world. And then at the Mobilize Women Summit, we take that power and we use it for good. And it's a great day. It's a great event. And I would lo love to have all of you join us. Uh, it's virtual online as well as in person in New York City, June 26th. Wow, that sounds like an incredible event, and I will definitely love to attend. I want to add that I'm a very proud Elevate member now, and I've been loving every minute of it, and look forward to taking advantage of some of your honestly incredible, incredible resources. So if you do not have an Elevate podcast, uh, you're not subscribed, go ahead and do that. They have You've already had your 200th episode, which is incredible. And then you also have access to all those back episodes. Uh, there's also a Raise Her Voice series for International Month of the Women going on right now. And then if you haven't checked out the elevatenetwork.com to learn a little bit more, you can see that on the scrolling little ticker down there. But that's just at E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E network.com. And I want to really thank you again, again, excuse me, Christy. And if you want to hop onto my list, if you want to have a copy and have access to this interview and the transcription, you can do that at www.cherylkline.com. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks so much, Christy, for your time. And I look forward to being a member and taking advantage of some of these amazing events you have coming up. Thanks so much, Cheryl. This was such an honor to talk to you today. And just to everyone who's out there watching, I know the next couple of weeks, um, especially in the United States, but around the world, um, might be a lonely time. Many of us will be working from home or, or facing other challenges and know that you have a community to tap into um, just, you know, these virtual types of events and conversations. I encourage you to look at Elevate. We'll be doing a lot around community building online. Um, and making sure that you have that support during this time. Yeah, I um, I have that sentiment as well. And we're offering that community too for our website. If there's any way that Christy Ark can
can um, give you any more information how to get involved either with her and Elevate or myself, please do reach out to me. And thank you so much for watching. And I look forward to being here for you, Christy, and your uh, subscribers as well as being part of this LinkedIn family. So thanks so much. I look forward to seeing you again sometime soon. Thank you. Okay. Take care.